הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים, שוב דורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים, שוכני עפר קדוש, עם אשר בארץ, הם אבי שחי, רבנו הקדוש, צדיק יסודו רם נחן, עובר מכל חוכמה, רבנו נחמן סגן, נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו ולכל ישראל אמן. זאת ברוך השם. We are on תורה ס"ו, תורה 66, at עוד section 2, just talked about the double ruach, the tzadik, up above and below, and when the tzadik passes away, he brings his ruach from up below, the ruach of the tzadik from up above comes to collect the one from below, etc., etc., all these ideas, and uh, how a true student has to feel the ascent and descent of the tzadik. Now we enter into a new idea. Before one turns that which is potential into reality, into actuality, then the koach, then the potential and the actual, is tied together in one spot. There's no difference between them. For it says in Lechadodi that what is final indeed is first in thought. Meaning what? When a person wants to do some sort of thing, he can't even buy it, for example, to build a house. At first, the first thing this person must do is to design in his mind, to calculate within his mind how he should design um, um, or how the design of the built house will be. And then afterwards, after in, um, the... The image of the house is um, finished in his mind, in his thought. As I'm at then he begins to actually build it. So we find Nimza that the end of the action is actually first in thought. That before you do the action, the final piece which you want to accomplish, which is to build a final house, you have to first design it in your mind. But before and before a person brings something from the state of potential into the state of reality, then the end of the action is actually tied within the beginning of the thought because you still haven't created anything yet. So before you build the house, for example, the thought in, is in your mind of how the house should be designed with these windows, with this door, etc. Then the the end of the action is actually at the beginning of your thought, at the first thought. So there's no difference. There's no difference between the, the actual reality and the thought of it and the potential of it. Because before you actually do the actual thing, before you bring it from potential to actual, it's all tied in the same, the same category. And a person must see to himself that he brings from potential to actual. Then, once he does so, the koach, the potential, and the reality are separated and opened up. And there's a separation and a difference between the beginning of thought, which is the concept of potential, and between the end of the action, which is, represents the reality of the matter. And this relationship between the two things is the concept of the letter Aleph. For Aleph represents the two Yud, the upper Yud and the lower Yud, and the Vav in between, as we saw in Lesson 6. And what's the, uh, what do you call it? The vav in between? The vav in between represents the vowel point of the patach. The patach is the straight line, which you pronounce as ah. And the two yud, so you have the vav which represents the patach. If you look at the, the, the vowel point of the patach, it, it's shaped as a vav. And then you have the two yud. And these two yud, this represents the yud in the 
the beginning and the yud at the end. which represents the potential and the actual. So the first yud is the name that relates to God's essence, which is the name yud Blessed be He. This is the yud at the beginning. This is concept. This is the what do you call it? This represents the Koach, the potential aspect. The second Yud, it represents the name that relates to God's attributes, which represents the name Aleph, Dalet, and Nun, and Yud, which is the Yud at the end. This represents the end of all action. This is the, real, the state of reality. At the beginning, the two Yuds actually are tied together in the same place and there is no separation between them. But afterwards, as you break it from potential to actual, they are both opened up and separated. This represents the Vav in between the two Yuds, in between the Aleph, which is the aspect of Patah. Why is it called Patach? The Bible point Patach. For it opens up and it separates these two Yuds. That these two Yuds, the upper Yud represent, represents uh, the potential phase. And the Poal, the lower Yud represents the actual phase, the state of reality. And this Vav between the Aleph represents the six letters. Vav, for, Vav is the numerical value of six. The six letters that exist between uh, these two yuds, meaning what these two names? Because you have what? Yud ke vav ke, so the first yud we won't count, but you have hey vav and then hey, that's three letters, and then you have alev, uh, you have adnut, right? Adnut is alev, dalad, and nun, and yud, and you have the alev, dalad, and nun, and then you won't count the yud at the end. So we see here, yud ke vav ke represents the, it starts with the letter Yud, which shows us, this is Mahshabat Khila, the, the Yud that begins at the thought. And then what happens, the second Yud is the name, it represents the Yud at the end of the name, Adnut, Alev, Dalid, and Nun, and Yud. That is the Yud that represents the Poar, the actual, which we said is Sof uh, Maseh, the end of all action. The end, this is why the Yud is at the end over there. So between the two Yud, the Yud at the beginning of Yud Kibavke and the Yud at the end of Adnut, you have six letters there. This represents the Patah. For there are three letters right next to the Yud of the name Yud Kevav This represents the beginning of all thoughts. And then there's three letters next to the Yud at the name of Yud Alev Dalad and Nun and Yud, which represents Sof Maaseh, the end of our action. For in every single thing in this world, there are three categories, three aspects. What are the three categories, the three aspects? Makom, place, space, Vetiyur, form, Zman, it's time. This represents the three letters. Which means what? Okay, go on. For example, when a person wants to build a house, when a person wants to build a house, he has to think which place he wants to build it, and he wants to when he wants to build it, and how he wants to design the building of the house. 
And the same is true of every single thing in this world. And the same is true afterwards in the category at the end of all action. Meaning when you're actually doing the thing. There are also three aspects. Which is the space, form, and time category. So we see that there's six letters in total. Three in the category of thought and three in the category of action. So we see that these three letters are the ones that exist next to the Yud at the beginning, which is Yud Kevavke. This represents so the three categories of makom tiyuvazman in thought represent the three letters next to the yud of yud kevavke, and which is the the beginning of thought, and then the three letters next to the yud at the end of alef dalid and nun and yud. This represents the three categories that exist whenever you actually do the matter, which is the end of all, which we said is sofamase, the end of all action, which is adds up to six categories makom tiyuvazman in both. Uh, potential and actual. This represents the six letters next to the two yud. connects it to the beginning of the lesson. This represents the two spirits, the upper spirit and the lower spirit, as we saw above, which represent the potential and the actual. That at the beginning, they are both bound up in one unit, and afterwards they are opened up and separated. For these two spirits are produced through the mitigation of Charon Av, divine anger, wrath. For there is the divine anger, there is an anger, that, a wrath that exists by God, as if to say, and there is also uh, anger that exists by human beings. And whenever there is divine anger it's as if smoke is escaping God's nostrils smoke rose up in his nose and this smoke of divine anger actually damages um, livelihood panasa. that through panasa, one is able to bring from potential to actual so so now Rabbanu is going to prove how Panasa is able to bring from potential to actual. And how this smoke of divine anger is actually able to damage Panasa, which is damaging the, the separation between Koach and Poar. So we're going to see here that Panasa is, allows a person to bring something from the state of actual, potential to actuality. Because through Panasa, one does not need anyone. He merits to be emet, truthful. Why? Because he doesn't rely on anyone for Panasa. And this is a huge concept. Um, a huge idea that we should hold on to. This represents the concept of the world to come that you do not need anyone. As it says um, in Tehilim, that happy is the person that the God of ya- so happy to the person that the God of Yaakov is his help. That his hope is upon Hashem, his God. Meaning that what he only hopes to Hashem doesn't rely on anyone except for God. This is what we call emet, truth. That through this one is able to bring from potential to actual. For smoke damages the eyes. It says, like smoke to the eyes. That, that's what we said in Mishle. Mishle chapter 10. Like smoke to the eyes. And this represents that my eyes are upon you with hope. 
that we see that this content of Panasa, that we say, my eyes are upon you, hoping for Hashem to give us our, 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 um, our, our what do you call it? Our sova, our satisfaction, our panasam, our um, our livelihood, that we that we attain this livelihood with our eyes, as it says in the verse in um, Tehillim one forty five. So we see here that the eyes represent parasa, and smoke damages the eyes. So we see that the smoke of divine anger damages the eyes, which represent parasa. Kikaz mazik parasa. For anger damages livelihood. That we saw above in lesson 59. That anger makes one lose his wealth. A person must break and sweeten this divine anger. Meaning to sweeten the smoke and to purify it. Until you turn it into what we call spirit. Meaning a tranquil spirit. That is created only through the purification of that smoke. And then this tranquil spiritual, which is the sweetening of that smoke of the divine anger, this represents Mashiach. And it says in Echa, the spirit of our nostrils is the Mashiach, the anointed one of God. So we see that when this, the Ashan of Hashem's nostrils is turned into the Ruach of Hashem's nostrils, then what happens? And it goes into the category of Mashiach, which is tranquil spirit. And as long as this Ruach does not Travel to the aspect of the hands. This is still before existence. For this, uh, for the essence of existence, is dependent or is in the aspect of the hands. For the hands represent or all the vessels of action. And it's in the hands where the essential revelation of the ruach exists. As it says in Tehillim. In your hand, I entrust my ruach. We see that all the ruchot are placed in the hands. That we see that the essence of ruach is in the hands. So you have to bring that ruach of that we just transferred from the smoke of anger into the ruach. You have to bring that ruach now into the hand. That in God's hand is the soul of all living creature and the spirit of all um, uh, flesh. So we see that the hand is where the Ruach exists. And as long as the Ruach is not brought to the hand, then there's no existence, no potential. And afterwards, whenever the Ruach is revealed to the concept of the hand, then what happens? When you bring that Ruach to the hand, then these two Ruachs, which we explained is Potential and actual, the, the ruach above and the ruach below, which represents the two hands, yamin was small, the right hand and the left hand. And they are still together, they are still in one aspect. Meaning that what the two hands haven't separated, potential and actual still aren't separated. Even when you bring the ruach to the hand. Um, <clears throat> so we see here this concept that what? The hands are still not separated and open. Um, uh, for it's in the hands where the revelations of the two ruchot exist. For the potential and actual phase are still in one category. There's no separation between them. And there's no separation, there's no recognition between right and left. So we see, we see we're still in the aspect of before creation. 
דהיינו קודם שמתאים לכוח לפועל, meaning what? What's before creation? Before the state of potential turns into the state of actual. שאז הם נקשרים יחד כאן, for they are still in the same state, the same place. ואחר כך כשמוצאים לכוח לפועל, אז הוא נגמר הבריאה, ואז נצחים הידיים, וניכר בין ימין ושמאל, ובבחינת אף ידי עשתה ארץ, וימינה טיפחה שמיים. So we see here, um, afterwards, when you bring from potential to actual, then this is the finalization of creation. Then the hands are opened up, and now the right hand can be distinguished from the left hand, as it says in Yeshaya, Af yadi Also, my hands laid the, laid the foundation, the mini and my right hand, has spread out the, the heavens. So we see that the, this is the separation between the heavens and the earth, the right and the left. Etc. For now there is a, distinguish, dis, um, a distinction and a separation between potential and actual which represents the two hands the two spirits. All this is created through the sweetening of divine anger as we saw above. When you sweeten the divine anger then you're able to create this um, tranquil spirit when you tr- create this tranquil spirit, then you have to bring it to the hand, and once it's brought to the hand, separate it from potential to actual. And this is what it says in the verse in Yeshaya, as we just saw. Also, my hand, Yadi Afdaika, it says, Kanal. It says specifically Af over there. In that case, we translate it as also, but here, Gabbana translating it as Af, the nose, which is the place where divine anger stems from. As we said, Afdaika. Open up your hands. Meaning through the af, whenever you sweeten the nose of Hashem, the divine anger of Hashem, then you're able to open up the hands and now the right can be distinguished from the left. And this is why it says in the verse, your hands. For yadecha is the play on the words yudecha. Your yud. Meaning these two yuds that we talked about above. This brings this idea. Do not read it your hands. Open up your hands. Rather read it, open up what? Your yudecha, your yud. For the hands represent the two yuds. As we talked about above, which represent the potential and the actual. Which represent the right hand and the left hand. The left hand. This is why it's in the verse. Open up your hands. Take the last letters of that phrase. The last letters spell out what? As we know. Over there. The same place we saw. Over there. The words. Meaning that the hands are opened up and split apart. And now the right hand is. Recognized from the left hand, they are separated. As we saw above in the verse in Ishaya, that also my hand laid the foundation of the earth, etc. These two hands that we saw, see in that verse. Now, ties everything together in the most awesome fashion. That Khatakh has a numerical value of 428, which is the same numerical value as two times Ruach. Ruach is 214 times two is 428. For this represents the two Ruach that we saw above. And the Chatach, which is the splitting apart of the hands, creates these two Ruachs. The Ruach above and the Ruach below. Which represents the two Yuds. Which represents the two hands. That are separated and opened up. Split apart. 
whenever you separate the potential from the actual. This is why it says in the verse potech, open up, etc., etc. Bechnet patach hanan. For potech is the plan of the words patach, which is the numeric, which is the sorry, the um the vowel point of the patach, which is shaped in this letter of the vav, which is the sixth. What's patach? Patach means to open up, meaning now when you separate the two yud, you have opened up the two ruachs, the two hands. Right is distinguished from left. Now potential is separated from actual. Actual that the before existence is separated from reality and actual existence. All this is created through sweetening divine anger. How do you do it? When you transfer the ashan of Hashem, the smoke of Hashem, into the spirit of our nostrils, is the anointed one of Hashem. When you turn that smoke into Tranquil spirit. This is why it says, Open up your hands. It's amazing. It's an acronym. The acronym for the phrase, um, sorry, is an acronym for the word api, my nostril. Open up. You have the letter pay. You have the letter Meaning, whenever you are able to transfer that smoke of divine anger into the spirit of apenu, our nostrils, as it says in the verse. So this is how we should open up the hand. How you open up the hand is to sweeten the nostrils, uh, the nostril of Hashem. Because through the spirit of our nostrils, the content of the tranquil spirit of the Mashiach, you're able to open up and split apart the hand, which represents the two spirits as we saw. Rabbeinu teaches us that all the mitzvot, all the commandments, and all the sins are also dependent upon this concept. The concept of op- the opening up of the hands. The concept of potential and actual. For in mitzvot and avirot, you also have three aspects as we saw. Which is the concept of... Uh, space, form, and time. This is the aspect of what it says in If you look at three things, you will not come to sin. This is why it says, you will not you will not come to sin. But what's to the hands of the Avera literally means? For the essence of sinning, God forbid, comes through the concept of the hands as we saw. At the beginning, the avera, the sinning, stems in potential in the potential that you first think to do that sin. God forbid. And then afterwards, when you bring that thought of the sin from potential to actual, you actually do it. Then God forbid you turn into what we call a complete rasha completely wicked person and it's considered as if you are already dead that the reshaim in their lifetime are already considered dead people like, a, like the corpses lying in the grave David Amelach is referencing the reshaim the wicked people that in their lifetime are considered dead and this is what it says they were cut off by your hand what is Nigzaru? Nigzaru means to cut off, Leshon Khatakh, meaning to be split apart. It's from the language of Khatakh, Kemoshe Parash Rashi, as Rashi says over there. Meaning that the sin is only able to occur because of what? The separation of the hands. 
the concept of open up your hands. At the end of the letters, if you take the end of that uh, word, the end of those words, you have chatach. And when these split apart and unfolded hands fall from holiness, then they fall into the concept, or it creates the concept of a sin. As it says, they were cut off by your hand. The nigzahu is the same language as chatach to be split apart. That when these split apart hands are transferred from holiness to um, unholiness to impurity, then we see that the avera is committed. So we see that the sin can only exist from these split apart hands as well. This is why tshuva is effective for sinning. Returning to Hashem is even effective after the sin. For the essence of returning to Hashem is the is what we call regret. Charata. That you regret over the sin. The opening of the regret. Sorry, peta charata. The opening of the regret. So we see that the charata, the regret is. Is petach? It's an opening. Which represents the patach that we saw about the concept of the opening up the hands. So we see that tshuva is also a concept of opening up of the hands, which allows a person to fix the the hands of impurity that were opened up to commit the sin. We have the merit to do tshuva over all our past to um, truly be a met through the parnasa that we earn in holiness. That God willing, we're able to um, um, protect our wealth, not fall into anger, to separate potential into actual, and uh, bring this concept all in the category of Ktusha. We'll stop here today and continue from Zat um, Hashem section 3 on next class.